Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the VHNX Suns VIP Lounge brought to you as always by our friends of the DraftKings Sportsbook app. America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review. We greatly appreciate all of your support. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Lindsay Smith, and I'm joined currently by Saul Bookman and Espo from Denver, hanging out with our DNVR family. How are you guys doing over there? Uh, we are about 29 deep, so we are ready to go tonight. Let's go. Saul is just yeah. claiming we're drunk. I am perfectly sober and ready to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, sure I'm, I'm a little nervous for this one. I don't think we've done a show where the Lindsay, two of you have this, been inebriated. The chat needs this. They okay. need drunk Espo tonight. Let's go. If you say so. <laughs> Gerald Borgay will be joining us shortly. Um, he is currently talking with Suns head coach Monty Williams and the players, but he'll be in shortly to give us updates from them. Of course, the Phoenix Suns defeat the Utah Jazz 105-97, to extending their win streak to, streak to eight straight. And guys, I don't know about you, but we were joking pregame that there was a little deja vu in the air, but there's major deja vu in the air right now. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker owning the first quarter, the second and the third not being too fun. Chris Paul coming in, owning the fourth quarter. Jordan Clarkson leading the, the leading scorer for the Jazz. Like, what is life right now? We could have just literally replayed Sunday night's postgame show, and it would have been almost the exact same thing. Almost the exact same thing, minus Devin Booker being a little bit more efficient and scoring more points. Yeah. That's about the only big change in tonight's well, game, really. Well, and us not being in the state of Arizona. Well, that yeah, too. that too. But That's that the other too. change. But hey, just... win's a win. I don't care how the hell they get it. <laughs> Listen, like, you're right, Lindsay. It was like a, the exact same thing as the other night. Uh, I was watching it halfway through. I was like, oh, okay, so the Jazz are about to make a run, just like they did the other night. And Jordan mm-hmm. Clarkson's about to do the same shit he just did literally the other night and make the same stupid faces, by the way. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> There you go. Wow, it sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun over there. Well, the the Avalanche are playing right now, and they just scored to cut the. the now they're just one. excited to hear us doing the show when yeah. they're. Uh, they just heard Devin Booker in the post game. And they got excited. <laughs> the same way the Utah Jazz fans got really excited for Devin tonight as well. As much as they <laughs> love to hate that guy, they also I don't know if it was just there were quite a few Suns fans in the building as well, but we could hear. Cheers through the TV on the broadcast. We could hear MVP chants. Uh, Dwayne Rankin even tweeted out that a fan uh, courtside called him very handsome tonight. So as much as the, a lot of Utah fans hate Devin Booker, clearly a lot of them 
also really love Devin Booker. So. so there's a lot of dumb Utah fans, but at least one smart one that can appreciate the beauty that is Devin Booker. So. Yeah, at least one smart one over there, I guess. But, you know, with the win tonight, the Suns move to 38-9 on the season, which marks the team's best start in franchise history. Hey, the first 47 games let's of the go. season. Let's go. Let's go. Suck it seven seconds or less, Suns. <laughs> this is the best team now. Hey, oh, let's get things started. Well, I guess for everyone else, since you guys already started without us, and go to the bar. Without us. <laughs> Lindsay, if it, you had a drink, we would have waited for you. It's the, well, he didn't tell me the we ben were Oops. showing up drunk. This is to the this Ben one. Oops, courtesy of Espo, the Ben Oops for idiots only. Go suck one, Ben, you loser. Enjoy it, Ben, and enjoy your mentions because it's full of angry Suns fans tonight telling you you were so, so wrong the other night in your hatred for one Devin Booker. So misplaced and so just absolutely lazy. It's such a lazy fucking take to say that Devin Booker, you know, just is just a volume scorer. That's all he is. He's so much more than that. We talked about his defense the other day and how remarkably improved it is from year one. And then efficiency, you know, like tonight, he he started to – it looked like it was about to go down the same path in the second half for a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, come on, Dev. Let's can – we, can, we, can we circle the wagons a little bit and learn our lesson from the other night? And he did, and he was far more efficient. But and that's why he scored 10 more points. At one point, he was 10 of 15. Yeah. Like he had very efficient shooting. The funny thing to me is – Ben, our friend from Utah, kept doubling down. He was defending his take all night to Suns mm-hmm. fans, which is hilarious to me. But it don't matter because the Jazz are in the rearview mirror because the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. Suck it, it, Denver. It's true whether you're in Phoenix, Colorado, or wherever the hell you are. That's right, baby. The oh Phoenix Suns God. are the best team in the NBA. Listen, people wish they could be us right now. We have heard that plenty of times tonight in this bar. They wish they could be us right now, but just they, Saul and I, not not Suns fans. Not the Suns, not Suns fans. Yeah, for sure. Um, so a couple things that I want to address in the comments before we move on. Uh, MCG Blue asked if I took down my Christmas tree or if I just moved the angle of my camera. It is halfway <laughs> down, so it's deconstructed, but it's still on the floor. So, so, so both. <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> um, and then, what was the other one? Uh, Sorry, my personal it. attorney so says jay says he's personally terrified uh for this episode and i understand why as if i have a sensor even when i'm sober on this show yeah. elon, elon's donating uh some money to the super chat where would we be without shamit to warm the bench i don't know where we'd be I'm going to glaze right on over that one. Hello also in the chat wants us to please have a family drunk fight. And she or they asked, how was Jalen at the five? Did he look like he could have used some time at the four? Nope. He looked like he could use some time on the bench, especially in those final two minutes. Uh, There were some really (laughs) bad defensive plays from him where he let Hassan Whiteside get some pretty open looks. And it was just... It was not the prettiest thing I've ever seen. I think defensive breakdowns are more than just on one person, so that's all I'm going to say. Now, when your assignment <laughs> is the guy that gets the dunk, it's on you. Not if you get screened. All right, let's He was down in the post. You don't get screened down in the mm, post. It wasn't that clear. 
Let's go back and talk a little bit more about Devin Booker. Um, let's start with the first quarter because he came out hot in this game. He finished the first quarter with 21 points, six rebounds, and four assists. Now, this was the 17th time in his career that he has had a 20-point quarter and his second of the season. I just want to take a minute because I know he didn't have the exact same quarter throughout the entire game, but that is an outstanding stat line to end a quarter with. He literally had more points by himself than the entire Utah Jazz at the end of that first quarter. And it's just really fun to watch Devin have moments like that throughout these games. I sat there and I was like, before the game, in the pregame, uh, when I was in your in the chat with you and Gerald, and yes, we heard everything you said. We'll get back to that <laughs> later. Um, I, said, I said, listen, in all seriousness, Devin Booker is going to drop 40 tonight. And it's because he just – he typically doesn't have back-to-back very bad games. And I think even though he scored 33 the other night, I think even he would admit that he was he was wildly inefficient and he wasn't helping his team um, the best he could. And tonight he took that personally, came out. And, and, and on the anniversary of Kobe's death, I was like, is my man about to drop like 81 tonight? Just to – you know what I mean? Because he had 21 in the first quarter. So – it was just refreshing to see Devin come out there with, with a, a lot of fire in that first quarter and, uh, and and sustain it throughout the game for the most part, even though it looked like there was a little bit of a dip. But he recouped, and he came back, and he had a fantastic game. To, to be fair, you did say Jalen Smith was going to score 40 in the chat. Yeah, as well. One of these is not so, like the other one. So just to be fair, let's let's not act like we've got Nostradamus sitting next to me. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's well, give me fucking credit just once. Just once. You did type Booker and 4-0 in the chat. Congratulations. Here's your flowers, all right? Uh, you can have some of those for sure. Code, oh, Code JJM, JJM with the super chat. Thank you so much. 1999 with the comment, have a beer on me, fellas. Pour one out for the homies, Lindsay and Gerald. Thank Cheers. You. Thank Very you, much. Code JJM. But, we appreciate you. But yeah, I right, book. Well, just to say, when book gets in that mode in the first quarter, uh, and in any quarter, yeah, it's a thing of beauty because mm-hmm. you know he gets in that. I used to refer to it as when Booker was in that FU mode. Now it's Armani mode where he just knows he's feeling it and he 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 just continues to go back to that move, knows when he's got the mismatch, and, and it's just artistic. He knows exactly what he wants to accomplish, and he gets it done, and I love quarters like that from him. Yep. Connor in the chat said Booker is averaging 32.6 points since the Raptors game. That's pretty impressive. Um, love that for us. Shout out to the Raptors mascot for that one. (laughs) We're going to keep going down this train of just handing out flowers to Devin Booker because I feel like it. And we're going to go ahead and name him our draft king, king of the game. He finished with 43 points, four assists, 12 rebounds. And that is a franchise record, 16 40 point games for Devin. And you have to remember He's still only 25 years old, you guys. I think sometimes we forget how young Devin is and how much a career he has left in him. And he's already at the top of the charts in so many of these franchise records for the Phoenix Suns. It's unbelievable. He's going to go down as the greatest son of all time. I've said it a million times before. I'll say it a million times again. He's going to go down as the greatest son ever. He's going to break every single scoring record in franchise history, and when you see what he's doing tonight, you understand why. Like, he's just 
he's already a top five son. Like, that's not even debatable. Um, I would even say top three because he's just he's going to that legend status. He's already accomplished one of the harder things to do, which is get to the NBA finals. Um, the the only thing that's still left in his bag, and I, I venture to say in the next four years, we'll be talking about him in this vein, um, is the MVP award and mm-hmm. um, and really cementing himself uh, as one of the top premier guards in the NBA. I mean, like top one or two to where we're not even talking about just voting him in the all-star game. We're talking about he is a legit starter year in, year out, and it's coming. It's coming. Uh, it should even... already be here. What? It should already it should. be here, but, you know, things happen, and other people have highlights. That's about all you can say, right? Because that's the only separator between John, John Morant and Devin Booker. And Steph Curry's, like, falling off the earth all of a sudden. So, But that's all recent, and, you know, obviously the votes are put in well before this. Look, I, I don't necessarily need an MVP. If he gets a scoring title, something like that, you know, first team All NBA, uh, I start to go. Okay, you're he's moving into that top one or two. The the longevity is going to be the key for him. I mean, Barkley didn't have it. He was four and a half years here. Nash came and went. You know, was here, went to Dallas, came back, and and had some had sustained success when he came back, but. We're getting to a point where you have to seriously have that conversation in the next year or two, I think, where you have to go, is is he close to number one? I mean, he's already creeping towards Walter Davis, and and as you mentioned, he's 25. Well, like just like somebody said in the chat, if Devin Booker wins a championship, it's a it's it's oh, a it's, it's a hands down, no argument. He is the greatest son of all time. Mm-hmm. But we're going to move forward with the assumption that, you know, he gets to the NBA Finals. Just what we've seen so far, and I would say what we've seen so far is he's a top three, top five son, no matter what. And uh, he'll go in the ring of honor, you know, hopefully. Well, I mean, if he if he decides that he wants to follow in the steps of, of, of Kobe and, and guys like that and play his entire career in Phoenix, there there's no question. He doesn't have to win a title. At that point, he's going to wind up being the greatest son ever. So, yeah. So, a lot of conversation has been happening on in the chat and on social media about why Devin is not really even in the conversation of MVP candidates. I know that we've been pushing Chris Paul a lot for that, or at least I feel like I have. Is it fair to say that you? could just be grateful and that we do have two players on our team who equally deserve to at the very least be within that conversation. I don't want it to become a like Chris Paul 1A, Devin Booker 1B, Devin Booker 1A, Chris Paul 1B, but they both equally, in my opinion, deserve to at least be in the conversation. Well, I, I think, that I yes, I think they're in the conversation. I think they, they are both top 10 candidates in my estimation. I think they both... If you lose one over the other, um, you're going to see a little bit of a dip. But to that point, Devin Booker has missed games, and the Suns didn't miss a beat with Chris Paul still in the fold. Um, and there's something to be said about that. Um, I don't know how how it would look, obviously, if CP3 got injured and Devin Booker was the one to carry the load. But I would venture to say that it wouldn't be as efficient as it was the other way around. So I think that's the separator in this argument. And it's a It's a minor separator. But it is a separator. And Chris Paul, you know, he's he's what makes the engine go. 
It isn't Devin Booker. But Devin Booker is the best engine you could possibly have on the market. So, But when, when you look at the guys that are favorites, a Steph Curry, who does he really have along with him? Not a lot. He's, he's carrying a lot of well, Joel Embiid. Same thing in Philly. Uh, Nikola Jokic in, in Denver carrying the load. Like, what's going to happen, and I think happened last year too, is you're going to split the vote of anybody that is looking at the Suns for an MVP candidate, and some will say it's CP3, some will say it's Booker, and that's why you won't have a guy that finishes top three in all likelihood because they split that vote, and you can't get a consensus as to who's the guy here which is fine. That's the way this team plays. It's a team mentality, and, and you don't have to have that one guy. Yep. And it, they don't care about MVP. That's yep. not the trophy they want. One of, one of the things that kind of, you know, from time to time it does irritate me about social media and, and, and what we do on Twitter especially is we always have to compare players. Like, sometimes it's just okay to say, you know what, LeBron's fucking great, Michael's fucking great, Kobe's fucking great. They were all great. Can we just move on? And, and it's the same thing here. Chris Paul is great. Yeah. Devin Booker is great. You know, like, just enjoy it. Put a little relish on your hot dog. <laughs> I think for me, it's not necessarily about not enjoying it or wanting to put those two up against each other. It's just wanting a little bit. I think it just goes back to what we've been talking about all year and wanting a little more respect for the players on this team as a whole, right? Both of them should have more consideration in these type of situations even beyond Chris Paul and Devin Booker more players on this team should be in the conversations as far as all-star yeah. and defensive uh teams and all these things and and not enough of them are getting the recognition that they deserve and so I I don't want to say it becomes like a like a him versus him's kind of situation but it's almost like you feel guilty because you want to get flowers to one you want to get flowers to the other and you're just kind of like how do we navigate this space where at the end of the day, really, we just want more respect for the guys and what they've been able to accomplish this year and all of the hard work that they are putting in. And especially for the guys that are a little bit younger on this team, how quickly they have been able to grow and develop within themselves to have really big impacts and be the reason why the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the you league. Know, right you know now. what? There's, there's one thing that the Phoenix Suns can do to control that narrative. Um, one way that they can get their flowers, and that's win an NBA championship. Mm-hmm. They can give themselves yeah. their own fucking flowers and hoist the Larry O'Brien. And guess what? If they get flowers, we all get flowers. Let's go. That's the way this goes down. So I, I, I think the Suns don't really buy into all this other stuff. Like, I know I, I know for Devin Booker, he would love to. The Avs just scored this high. Um, <laughs> they want. They want a Suns MVP. They want a Suns it. championship. It's just that <laughs> obvious. Um, listen, if Jamal Murray was playing for the Suns, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, that's you know with Devin Booker specifically um, and this this Suns team, they can control their own narrative. They can win an NBA championship. They can give themselves flowers and pretty much raise a big middle finger to the rest of the NBA because they don't get as much respect. I feel like as a lot of other teams. But they are the best team, and they're widely recognized as the best team. Here we go. Look, are I they? Don't... Because Beans in the chat just said, notice how at halftime they just said the Suns were the best team in the West. Like, why not just say the entire league? Look, I don't want this team to get 
all the respect and the accolades because I think in part it fuels them that they aren't and that they aren't getting that respect. And I kind of like the fact that they go in with that chip on their shoulder. You can have a little bit more of an attitude when you feel like you're being disrespected. And this team isn't built to be the good guys. This team isn't built to be the one that everybody loves. This team is built to be the one that annoys the shit out of you. And I'm glad that finally in Phoenix, they we have a team that is the aggressor that does annoy the shit out of everybody else rather than the other way around being the good guys who get knocked around by those teams. I don't care if anybody else uh, recognizes this team. I don't care what kind of crap other fan bases want to give us embrace being the heel in the NBA. Like Devin Booker has be the bad guy and to hell with the rest of them. Listen, the you U- don't need that. Respect. Utah jazz fans are like the Walmart version of Cowboys fans. <laughs> With yeah, they just, got zero titles though. They, yeah, yeah, and they're just <laughs> awful. They're just the Jazz might be no like a low key worst fan base in America. They don't know how to handle it. Like suck it up, take your L's and keep walking back to back. Okay. So the one thing that I do want to point out here, and MCG Blue brings us up with a really good comment. He said, "I know CP3 and Book aren't the types to say they care about an MVP award." focusing on winning and winning a chip, but I'm sure there are big money clauses in their contracts if they do win an MVP. And here's the thing. Yes, I think they care about the money as well and wanting to reach those bonuses, but I completely disagree with the thought that players don't care about individual accolades. Like, they may not care about them as much as they care about winning a championship, but I guarantee you... Behind closed doors, they want those flowers. For they sure. want those championship or no, those uh, awards. They want to be on those For all sure. NBA teams. Absolutely, and they do care about that. But, but and but, I think l- that they should. They're people. Why wouldn't yeah, you care about? Absolutely, that? they care about it. But listen, like just like us in life, like we can only control what we can control. They can only do what they can do. Devin Booker can only put up thirty points or forty points as many times as he can before he's just got to realize, you know what? Hey. If nobody's going to respect it, I'm just going to keep winning. And the winning eventually will turn the corner and gain that respect from everybody else. It's just for whatever reason, it's just taking a little bit for the nation to catch up. This is a guy that dropped 70 points before. I know. And everybody crapped on him. He's not going to get the respect because he's dropping 40 in games like this. It's just not going to happen. Uh, For some reason, there's a stigma with with this group. And they're just going to have to accept it. Like you said, control what Listen, you can control. Go out there, be the best team this, in the league, this, and then give the, the finger The stigma to can else. be the stigma, but if you're winning fucking championships, it's not going to matter at all because you're going to have a ring. And that's what these guys want. I would say that these guys want a ring more than they want individual accolades. I do believe that. Yeah, Especially CP3. Sure. Hi, Gerald. Hi, Gerald. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> He's just sitting here, like, nodding his head, like, mm-hmm. this is a good okay. show. I'm glad I'm sitting here. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want to interrupt. You guys were on a roll, man. You um, can always interrupt whenever you want. <laughs> yeah. So, to go off of your tangent about disrespect and whatnot, uh, we just heard from Monty, and this was kind of the quote that stuck out. I asked him about Devin Booker and how he's kind of been on a scoring tear. He had that one ga- bad game against the Pacers. But other than that, he's been on a scoring tear lately. He's been getting it going early. 
And Monty kind of talked about feeding him the ball when he's hot. Uh, and then he just kind of went off on a random tangent. He said, I just kind of laugh at the voting numbers when I see it at the bottom of the ticker. Yep. So many guys are getting so many more votes than him. It's laughable. When you look at what he's done, not just of late, but all season long and the wins we have, he should be a starter on the all-star team. And tonight was one of those games where I think he proved that point. So it's not lost on Monty that, you know, this is a guy that we've been talking about how he's been hot and cold all season but with where the Suns are at in the standings and with how good he's been, he should be in consideration for a starting spot. And it is weird that so many guys have votes for him. What? But somebody is talking right now, so I will dip out real quick. Okay. And be- <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that people need to realize, and for far too long, Charles Barkley was one of the first to kind of break the mold of, you know, here in Arizona, for whatever reason, we like our superstars kind of quiet, mild-mannered, like the Larry Fitzgerald types, we celebrate the hell out of them. Steve Nash, you know, kind of mild guys, like in terms of, you know, they don't speak out. They don't go after anybody. They don't trash talk, you know, at least demonstratively, right? Um, at some point, these guys are going to have to dictate their future like Draymond Green does. He kind of controls the narrative for the Golden State Warriors. And then, of course, you have the mouth of the West, which is LeBron and how he controls the whole narrative himself because he's outspoken, right? And at some point, if you want to get noticed, you might have to be outspoken a little bit more than you are, whether it means saying like, hey, I actually do believe I'm an MVP candidate. I don't know why I'm not getting any effing love and letting that shit run viral on, on SportsCenter and people pay attention to that stuff, right? But if you just kind of go about your business, then 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 you're easy to push off to the side for everybody else let's get to the to the focal points like russell westbrook always running his mouth and guess what russell westbrook is close in voting with devin booker like he has no business being close to devin booker but he runs his mouth and he gets a lot of attention because he's such an inept shooter and he's such and he's such a focal point for the media for whatever reason that they kind of control the narrative that's, and that's why he gets all those no, votes that's not why he got votes he got yeah. votes because he's on the lakers exactly and he wrote on the Wrote on the LeBron coattails of everybody voting for LeBron. Exactly. That's, that's what did he do? Reason. He went to the Lakers, and the Lakers are the most famous franchise in the world. Look, that's why he's getting all those votes. I still think there's an outside chance that we're shocked tomorrow, and Devin Booker's named a starter. Did you guys I, see? I did you guys see the tweet that came out? It was like stats on the um, highest selling jerseys this season. Booker was 13th. I believe. was it 13. I thought he was pretty high up there. Like, that seems like a pretty legitimate stat when you're looking at popularity, right? Like, if his jersey is selling the 13th most of all the players in the entire league, that's impressive. And I think think that goes back to kind of like Espo when we were talking about this just a few weeks ago. Even though Devin may not be that outspoken guy who's going to come out here and be like, I feel like I'm being disrespected and let a – a soundbite go viral he's still really popular and as well you were the one who mentioned originally that the nba should lean into marketing devin more yes because they're giving a lot of love and and marketing time to some of these other players and devin is clearly in that same space with them they should lean into that and hype him up more and put him on the face of things more because well, yeah. like i said it's only going to do a uh, po- it's only going to be a positive for the league because he's going to be around for a long time. Well, and there's a, a very good chance 
that he's in back-to-back finals. So it, they, it benefits them to make him more popular by putting him on the biggest stage there as a starter. I don't get why they wouldn't necessarily want to do that. But, uh, you know, look, if, if the, the Avalanche just won in overtime, so there's some screaming behind us. Uh, but, look, if, if they counted all those uh, knockoff Valley jerseys that everybody had to buy from China, I think Book probably would be number five since they underordered those Valley jerseys. I mean, with how many people wanted those. But, man, I want – hold on. Suns in four. Suns in four. Had to do it. We're in Denver. Sorry. Oh, my but, uh, God. No. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, I, I think Devin Booker uh, definitely deserves the attention. But I don't know that the NBA has – has the guts to lean into it and put him in a starting role in that all-star game, even though it would benefit the marketing machine that is the NBA and how great they've been over the years at building these stars. I mean, Kinner had said it best in the chat. They said he's 13th without the media helping along to brainwash fans like other players. It's in spite of them with some media. He'd be way higher on that list. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if if he was gonna if he was gonna re- like listen in the West, it's gonna be Curry and J- Ja Morant. Like that's that's the heavy favorite, right? Um, and for good reason. I mean, they're they're not like they're not like a distant third to Devin Booker, right? Like Ja Morant's stats are, are are right there with Devin Booker's, right? And then he gives you the flash and the highlights on on a you know a, a semi nightly basis. So and then Steph Curry, obviously, he started off the season so so hot. He's fallen off of late. He's the one guy that I would sit there and say, you know what? Devin Booker probably deserves to start over Steph Curry because Steph Curry is not as valuable to his team right now as Devin Booker is. But it's not going to happen. Steph Curry is, is he's one of the faces of the NBA. And John Morant, for whatever reason, whether you like it or not, John Morant is also one of those future faces. It should be Devin Booker. I'm not saying it shouldn't be Devin Booker, but John Morant does those highlight things that capture people's attention without having to talk that Devin Booker doesn't necessarily like dunking on people matters. Blocking ridiculous shots matter. It just does in the NBA. And especially to the novice fan out there that doesn't pay attention like we do to every single game and every single moment, they don't appreciate Devin Booker. Just like we didn't appreciate CP three when he was at OKC until he got in the house. And then we we're like, shit, this is why this guy's the point guy. I think, I think the better, the better, you know, comparison is the way a lot of people look at Tim Duncan. Because there was nothing flashy about his game. He went about his business. He got his shit done. He was one of the greatest power forwards of all time. But he never was one of the guys that the NBA truly held up. You know, because it wasn't flashy. And I think it it sucks. Because Devin Booker is every bit the player that John Morant is. And he's helping lead the best team in the league. So he deserves uh, that kind of praise. That, that Let me tell you how much I hate Blink-182. <laughs> I love Blink-182. Do you really hate them? No, I hate it right now because it's insanely <laughs> Oh, loud. just because it's in there. <laughs> uh, uh, Gerald, welcome back. Who did you get to talk to? <laughs> Gerald, every time you come back, you should wear something different. You totally should. <laughs> I have you could to just get myself. a bunch of different hats. Yeah, Gerald, where do you stand on Blink-182? We need a tiebreaker here. It's not a tiebreaker. Uh, You and Lindsay like her. 
like them. Great, great band, great band. Stay together. For I'm the kids. indifferent. We talked about this in the pregame show. Indifferent. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm indifferent to Blink uh, 182. Oh boy, how many beers have you guys had tonight? They've had a lot. Listen, a lot. I, I am six. functioning very well. I suppose kind of rambling. They go, go ahead. They're functioning very well. <laughs> Lindsay, you don't hey. even drink. Don't judge me. I'm not judging you. I'm just making. I'm making fun of you. That's all. I mean, I can't judge. I had a couple of margaritas at halftime. I won't lie to you. Guys. There you but. go, buddy. That's what I'm talking about. Gerald, you missed me chanting "Sons and Four in here. So. Oh, oh no! I missed. Yeah, it. you missed it. So go back and watch that. Okay, I will definitely make sure we clip that for tomorrow's episode. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I just talked to Bismarck Biombo, and I wanted to ask him about books since that seems to be the the theme of the night, and he was saying. You know, he, he's been in the league for 11 years. He's played with some talented scorers in his time. And he was saying Devin Booker has to be one of the most talented scorers that he's been around and, and currently in the NBA right now. Um, you know, he was saying he was talking about his father and how he had been waiting for the opportunity to play for a team that would give him something to play for, give him a reason to come back into the NBA and the Suns are that team. And that's pretty special because we've been through the ringer following this team for the last 10 years. So, you know, not the Bismarck Biombo with some like MVP, all NBA candidate, but a well-respected veteran like that who's going through it personally to want to come back to the league and play for this specific team. I mean, that, that speaks volumes about James Jones, like we've talked about with his extension and just where this franchise has come over the last three years. That's pretty important impressive to me yeah no doubt i think it speaks volumes about book though too people mm-hmm. want to come and play alongside him and a part of that is a, a testament to his willingness to stick around with this franchise and believe that they could get to this point and i, I think that holds a lot of weight with some of these players too as they look at him and they go this is a guy that's committed to what they're trying to do Yeah, absolutely. And it was one of those things where he was talking about how, you know, Chris and Devin in the down the stretch, like they're guys that just make everything easy for everybody else because of the way that they can take over games. And he was saying, look, if we have to set 100 screens to free them up, that's what we'll do, because they just make it that much easier for everybody else. Um, And like you were saying, Espo, just the fact that Booker was willing and able to stick it out with this franchise, get through some really rough, you know, four or five years to start his career here and kind of be that piece that wound up attracting other talent here. It wasn't just him, you know, Monty and James Jones were a huge part of that, obviously, but uh, it's, it's pretty incredible how far we've come. And it, sometimes it takes a guy who's just signed on for, you know, a half season with the Suns to uh, help you see that again. So, Gerald, I know that you were mentioning a few things that Monty had talked about post-game, but then you had to run and catch uh, Bismarck. So what else did Monty say? Um, Monty talked about, it was mostly about the third quarter defense and how this was kind of a gutty win, despite the fact that they had low assists. He mentioned Ish Wainwright, a guy who hasn't really hit a lot of shots, coming out and knocking down his two threes. Um, Then, you know, they committed a low number of turnovers and just Devin Booker going off. Um, but I do need to drop out again because now book is at the podium. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. <laughs> um, guys, what did you think about the, the big men today? It was, we were down quite a few centers. Uh, we had Bismarck Biombo in there. We had some a, sticks minutes I'm, in there. How'd you feel? I'm going to let Espo vent about 
young Mr. Sticks? Uh, look, he he was okay. I, the defensive lapses late in the fourth were frustrating because they came at a time that could have immensely cost this team. I mean, they were they were lapses that gave up easy dunks with about two minutes to go. I mean, I wrote it in in my notes uh, here about it. You know, looking at where was it? You know, it was you know a handful of minutes, two minutes to go. He had two blown assignments there. That that's just frustrating. And I get it. He's young. He hasn't played a lot of minutes. You know, and that's that's part of the the deal with him. But I mean, he didn't shoot bad. Four of seven from the field. Had the seven rebounds. Had eight points. I could do without the two three pointers that he that he shot. But you know, and missed. Uh, but and then Bismack, you know, I, we knew there'd be a bit of a regression. He wasn't going to play like like the star that he had played so far since he'd been here. But I mean, he still finishes with twelve and six, uh, you know, overall uh, for the night. But he wasn't hitting the the easy shots. He missed a handful of those. It, it was it was a mediocre night from the big man position, which again reminds you how much you actually miss DeAndre Ayton out there on the court. DA has inconsistent nights, but the the easy shots that Bismack and um and Jalen were getting tonight, um DA usually comes through on those and he makes them look easier, if that makes sense. You know, like Bismack was really trying to throw that floater up and it just was not dropping whatsoever. I'm like, bro, stop with the floater. Um, you know, and same thing with Jalen Smith. You know, he's just he still looks a little fidgety out there from time to time, uh, which I don't like. But um, overall, you got the W. They held their own, and you move on. Uh, for Mike being the chat, it's Bismock. Yeah, Biombo. Bismock. For if you're wondering, it is Bismock. It always throws you though because it's spelled Mac, M-A-C-K. So I feel like that's why people always get confused because when they're looking at the name, they're gonna pronounce it kind of like that. But it is Bismock. Sure. We do it on here all the time. It's just one of those things. Sometimes when you read it, it just comes out naturally in that way. But yeah, Bismarck. Um, yeah, so about DeAndre and are you guys hopeful that you'll see him back out on the court here soon? Gerald and I talked a little bit pregame that I did find it a little bit odd that he was listed as doubtful for Sunday's game. And then he was just completely out for tonight's game. Typically, there's a progression there. You're out, you're doubtful, you're probable, yada, yada, yada. So I thought that was a little bizarre. Gerald said that he maybe it's just because it was an away game. So yeah. the travel, they might have just immediately ruled him out for that. Do you have any guesses on when we might see uh, DA back? I would assume uh, Sunday. Uh, when Monty said, well, you know, and it's a little bit of context clues, but in pregame, Monty said we should have an update this weekend, which led me to believe we're likely going to see him back on Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, he said it all. <laughs> all right. Well, um, would you guys like to give a few flowers to Chris Paul? I think we should. Sure. Give a few we need a flower sponsorship at the yeah, rate we we're giving we out. Need, flowers. Either we that, really or we do. need a we need a graphic of. Of Lindsay just dropping flowers like dropping dimes. Let's do it. But before we give Chris Paul his flowers, let me tell you about a really cool thing going on with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Now, if you're not a new customer, you can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use that promo code PHNX, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 to win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That is 21 and older only, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Lindsay, just so everybody knows, we do have a pick of the week this week. Do tell. And the pick of the week is probably the no-brainer if you're watching any of those football games and you don't take Kansas City plus the points – you are crazy. You are absolutely crazy. Kansas City is going to win that game by more than seven. The line is minus seven right now. They're going to win in d- by double digits. The Bengals can't stop a nosebleed. The, ba- uh, the Chiefs' uh, defense isn't the greatest in the world, but they are better than the Bengals' defense. Take the Chiefs and the money. That is the pick of the week. Don't touch the Rams, 49ers, because you don't have no idea how that's going to work out. Even though the 49ers have won six straight against – Sean McVay, I wouldn't touch that game with a 10-foot pole. So call me crazy. I'm taking the Bengals on the money line. Okay, well, that's not your pick of the week. It's my pick of the week. So there well, we I'm go. just saying. You're, <laughs> you can call me crazy because I'm going with the Bengals. Oh, hi, Gerald. Welcome back. What did you hear from Devin? <laughs> like this is a bad movie right now. <laughs> I'm in and out, man. Um, no, so we, we had been talking about uh, Saul and Espo, I think you guys had mentioned, like, obviously they do care about individual accolades, but the biggest thing for them is getting that jewelry, getting that ring. Um, we had, so Kellen asked Devin Booker about, or I think Dwayne was uh, asking about Monty's comments about how the all-star voting was laughable. What he thinks about that. And he basically said, look, I, I mean, I don't even care about that anymore. Like I'm at a different phase of my career. My biggest concern right now is getting Monty in as the all-star coach for the Western conference. Um, so you guys are right. Like, obviously I think these things do matter to them deep down, but at least from a public perspective, like they're very much about the team. They're very much about the end goal as a group winning a title and they want to get Monty the kind of accolade that he didn't get last year when he got snubbed for coach of the year. They want to get him in as the all-star coach. That's not coach of the year, but it's the closest thing that you can get to it right now. So uh, I think that's the biggest thing for them. And it is kind of cool because Devin Booker for so many years has been accused of being this guy that cares about his numbers or empty calories, all that bullshit. So it is kind of cool to hear him be able to say like, look, I don't care that I just dropped 43 on the jazz tonight. Like my thing is getting Monty in as, as the head coach of the Western conference, all-star team. Yeah. I mean, that would be really awesome to see. Yeah. Get him that coach of the half year award since he didn't get the coach of the year. (laughs) Did Devin have anything else to say about any of that? Um, not really. I mean, they, they talked about, they talked a little bit about being able to take over late in games and how they're just more comfortable with each other. And that was kind of what we saw last year where they had a couple of games where they lost to lesser teams that came back down the stretch. They lost some of those crunch time games and this year they're just not really losing a lot of those. So that comes with just that experience and that chemistry and getting to know each other 
knowing where guys are going to take over at what portions of the game, where they're going to get their shots, stuff like that. Um, and, and book just said it like, you know, they're having fun. He is having the most fun that he's had in his career, which is pretty cool, especially because we've watched him suffer through some miserable seasons. Uh, so this team is just having fun. And it's one of those rare instances where you hear guys say those old cliches about next man up and, you know, us being a brotherhood, but you look at this team and the way that they perform and the way that they are just all on the same page. And it actually feels pretty, you know, true hear them say that mm-hmm. well you bring you bring up the clutch situations they're now 17 and three this season in clutch situations and when you looked at it from the five minute mark to about the 49 second mark sun mm-hmm. scored 11 points all of which came from book and cp3 as saul says when you have those two guys everything's going to be okay and they continue to everything is going to be out. all right it's a weird night but you look you look at that and and it just it speaks to to your point and what book was saying just how they've gelled together how comfortable they are and how much they trust in themselves even in that situation that they pulled it off and that 17 3 three mark in clutch games is a big reason why we're talking about the best start in sun's history right now yeah, absolutely. And like Vince said in the uh, in the chat just now, uh, it's pretty cool. Not to quote Monty too directly, but it's pretty <laughs> cool what the Suns team is doing. And uh, I, I think we should be appreciative of that while bearing in mind that this team should win a title. It needs to win a title this year. I feel like this needs to be the year. Can yeah. I Can I throw this out? I know it's probably not on the rundown. We're probably going to talk about it on the audio only tomorrow, but uh, James Jones said on Arizona sports today in an interview uh, with Burns and Gamble over there that he's focused on internal growth, basically making it sound like they're not really looking to do anything at the deadline. I think it's a mistake because to what you said there, Gerald, this is your chance. It's staring you in the face, grab that brass ring, do whatever it takes make it happen. Listen, I don't trust the I, idea of internal growth. I don't believe for a second that if there was a deal out there to be made that was an absolute no-brainer for the Suns to make to to enhance their opportunity to win an, uh, to win a championship that he wouldn't pull the trigger on it. I just don't. So he could say whatever he wants on local media. We all know coaches and GMs are full of shit when it comes <laughs> to the trade deadline. We all know this. But that's they always say, like, no, we really here. like the guys we have in tow. And then you turn around the next day and they traded half the fucking yeah. team. Like, no, but it's, probably, it happens all the time. He probably said it in the event that a trade doesn't happen. He yeah, can point exactly. back to it and be like, see, we've been on this train for a really long time. That's why we didn't yep. make any moves. We really and like what we have. If you make a move, they're going to say something else. We, like it's we really PR. like sticks at the four and the five. Cause we don't know what the fuck he is anymore. <laughs> he said- so we're just going to play him everywhere. And hopefully he knows how to cover Hassan white side on the backside. When we get into the playoffs, we're going to take that gamble. Cause we really trust him. That's why we didn't extend him. That's what they like to say. Look, he said a similar thing last trade deadline and he pretty much stuck to it. Tory Craig, baby. They traded cash Tory Craig. Craig. That was not exactly uh, a move. You that, shut your mouth when you're changed, talking to me. That that changed the roster. Maybe maybe they make a small move like that. But I think if there's the opportunity, they need to go after it. I do not want to hear internal growth is the plan. What would you like, Espo? 
I want Justin Holiday. I want Tory Craig if you can make it happen. If the Pacers are really looking to move, let's make a deal. Let's bolster this. Get to where you need to go. Yeah, but don't I, make I a just, move just to do it, just like Chris said. I, I just want more Wedding Crashers quotes, Saul. I know you're coming. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm full of them, baby. I'm full of them. <laughs> Mom, no. the meatloaf. <laughs> no, that one doesn't cool. work. I totally agree. I feel like we've talked about this before. This is the time to put all your chips in the middle of the table. If there is a move on the fringe of the roster that you can make, you definitely make it. I feel like this is also definitely smokescreen season where GMs and, and, you know, reports are leaked. Like, oh, like the Rockets, we saw it the other day. Like, oh, it's probably not going to happen that Eric Gordon gets traded, a.k.a. up your offers, anyone that wants Eric Gordon. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the Suns' incentive is if they're, you know, kind of putting this smoke screen out there. But I <laughs> saw how good is I that know. Music? Like, what are you <laughs> doing over there? There's music. There's like techno music going on in the know. background. I'm just like, do, do, do. It's like Night at the Roxbury right now. Do, do. <laughs> I'm only listen to a thing you're saying right now, Gerald. <laughs> I heard him. I heard him. Oh, shit. <laughs> anyway. Oh, you want to keep great. going, Gerald? Or are you good? No, that's sorry. all I had. I'm distracting <laughs> no. you too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. All right. Well, I think it now makes a really great time for us to take your shot, presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. So COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now, now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. So what is our take your shot of the night? Well, we took our shot at Devin Booker the other night when he shot like a fuck ton of shots and didn't come through on a lot of them except for like 14, but he shot like 89,000. Tonight, it was quite the opposite. Very efficient across the court. Um, He had one of his better games of the season. Really liked what I saw from him. Three-point shooting, he was was shooting at such a high clip at the beginning of the season. Um, It looks like it's starting to come back down to the mean a little bit, slowly but surely, two for six tonight. But, I mean, he... Listen, in the fourth quarter, him and CP3 were just so fantastic. You know, so, you know, he wanted to dance with somebody just like Espo wanted to dance with somebody because Whitney Houston is playing in the background right now. Um, And CP3 and him danced all over the motherfucking Utah Jazz tonight. You see how I did that? I love it. There we go. That's our shot of the take your shot. Well, one more time, COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. I don't know if I'm supposed to cuss during a promo, but there we go. Probably not, Um, but I'm going to start that over. So COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Yeah, if you want to dance with somebody and dance close, make sure you get your vaccination and your booster so it's safe. (laughs) That's right. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm at a loss as well, Gerald. I'm with you. <laughs> I really wanted to, before you came back on this time around, I really wanted to give some flowers to Chris Paul because we hadn't really talked much about him tonight. But I feel like Saul and Espo don't don't want me handing out flowers. Gerald, do you want to hand them out? Please do. You do what you got to do. Gerald, do you want to be on my yeah. team? Yeah, I'll be on your team, Lance. <laughs> uh, the dude had six points going into the fourth quarter. He finished with 21 and he almost got back to 50% shooting after a really rough shooting art to start. So I feel like Whitney's getting louder. Is she getting louder? Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. Is that just in my head? 
I think it's, just, it's now because I pointed it out. Now you know what it is, and now you can't stop hearing it. That's what it is. Now, yeah, YouTube's gonna kick us off here in a second for copyright infringement. Hello in the chat. Oh, I want to dance with somebody. There you go. Yeah, but Chris Paul was great down the stretch. I think he. Oh no. That's definitely going on the internet. Oh, it has to now. Uh, <laughs> we should do all shows like this. I mean, right? All we need is twelve beers each, and we're right there, buddy. Do it again. Do it again. One more time. No. Okay, on, hold on. Come on, do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this, is, this is really playing well with the audio. Oh, the yeah, crowd. yeah. Like, why are they laughing? If, about it, audio only, oh. if you could see what Espo and I were doing, we basically were doing the sitting down version of the Carlton. Yes, Whitney Houston in the background. Yeah, it's a little, <laughs> so hey, it's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Oh, oh my god, yeah. I am no, okay. <laughs> I had something about Chris Paul, but it's gone now. It's, it it's was lost basically to the wind. that he just Devin Booker owns the first quarter. Chris Paul owns the fourth quarter. He had a basically majority of his points in the fourth quarter. I think you said he entered into that quarter with just six points. Yeah, is that right? 15, and then he finished yeah. with twenty-one. He had fifteen of his twenty-one in the fourth tonight. He had fifteen of his twenty-seven in the fourth against Utah on Monday. So the Jazz are probably just sick of Chris Paul in the fourth quarter by now. <laughs> Um, and Devin Booker in the first and third quarter because he kind of did the exact same thing he did on Monday tonight. So yeah. sucks to be a Utah Jazz fan again. It really I'm does. Pr- I'm just proud of the Jazz uh, folding earlier than usual. Usually it's the playoffs. The Jazz were a little offbeat tonight. <laughs> hey oh, There we go. Good one. Oh, I got you. <laughs> All right, oh, gentlemen. Boy. Anything else you would like to discuss? Before Listen, we I just want to say up? this. I just want to say this right now. Maybe it's the liquor talking or the it's massive the amount since 3 of beer. Yeah, and we got up at 2 o'clock in the morning just to fly out here to freaking... We haven't slept yet. And it's like 10 degrees outside. But I just want to say this. Like, we would not be able to do this if Lindsay was on Fox Sports Arizona or Gerald was still working for SB Nation and we were working our shitty jobs. Like, like the fact that we could sit here and just dance and drink and have fun. I think that's exactly what we're all about. And uh, you know, hey, we're PHNX, and it's fun to fucking be a fan and 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 listen to these shows. So, thank you for joining oh, yeah. us. Yeah, honestly, like it's been so much fun. And really, at the end of the day, it's a shout out to the PHNX family. Like you guys who tune in night in and night out, you hang out with us in the chat, you give us feedback, you have fun with us, creating memes and goofy conversations online, like. You guys Hello's, are the real MVP. Hello is going to get punched if I ever find out who he is <laughs> and I see him in person. Hello is my number Hello one troll. I oh love him God, because he's, he's been with us for drug. like, what, two years now? Yeah. Or a lot long, longer than that. But, like, he's always trying to come at me, man. Just let me live my fucking life, Hello. I I, don't, I love that Lindsay's like saying on, all the right things going. right now, but you know she's got her got her agent on speed dial down yeah. there. Like she's like, I'm not hey, sure about this. Give me, give me out of this, give me out of this, guys, please. Ooh, what, what do you got? <laughs> got any more of those book covers? Because I need I need out. Do you have any more Southern Plantation <laughs> art that I could do? Also, Patrick, thank you. I appreciate you in the comments. Um, and bees, you too. You guys are. 
appreciate y'all. Um, but no, for real though, we really do appreciate everyone who tunes in. We appreciate all of your love, your support, because really at the end of the day, if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be able to have these amazing jobs and do this cool thing. And it's going to continue to grow. It's going to keep getting better. Um, maybe we'll have more drunk shows. Maybe not. If you're listening to this on audio and you're a little confused by things that are going on, thanks for sticking with us through this episode. And yes, the <laughs> chat can get their flowers because you guys you guys are the real MVP. There we go. Thank you. I'm glad that we're allowed to give out flowers more. At least we can get that. <laughs> yes. Way to go, Saul. Yep, flowers yep. to the Coke crazy, as, as Poe just wrote in the chat. Um, if you have not checked out gophnx.com recently, you should head over there because right now you can get, I believe, 20% off all of our sun-themed uh, merch. So take advantage of that if you are a GoPHNX member. If you're not a member, uh, consider becoming one because then you get access to even more great content like Gerald's writing, the members only discounts, the members only discord and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, we are going to have an audio only episode for you guys tomorrow. You can listen to that wherever you get your podcast. And then we will be back here on Friday um, for another post game and or pregame and post game show for you before I, the Suns take on. I the do want to say one thing before everybody goes. Um, we have a real major announcement next week. You'll have to find out what it is on our social. It is for D, it is for uh, PHNX, not just for PHNX Suns, but it is Chef's Kiss. It is so beautiful. You guys are going to be excited about it. Um, so stick around. Follow us on social if you don't already on Twitter. Please follow us there and also rate and subscribe or subscribe and then rate and review our podcast. We, we love all the five-star reviews. Please, uh, it helps us um, do what we do. I thought the surprise was you aren't here all next week. I thought that's what you were going to tell No, me. I'll be at the Senior Bowl doing some more fucking work. That's what I do. Not on the Suns, though. So. I grind all the time, Espo. <laughs> Shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, you want to take us home? If you want to grind, give Saul a call. He does it all the time. All the time. Ahoy, hoy.